0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show today is october 12 2022 hope everybody is doing well do you know that today is episode 217 of simply cyber's daily cyber threat briefing hope everybody is doing well like i said my i am your spit fill in host Eric Taylor with Barricade Cyber Solutions, and over the next 45 minutes, I will be delivering the top cybersecurity news of the day and providing my debated expert analysis on each of these stories. You know, definitely not to the uh, level of Dr. Gerald Osher, but I am very honored to be filling in and doing the best that I can to be able to fill in for him today. So what this means to you as a practitioner or what you're lo- if you're looking to break into the industry we will be you know giving that analysis so that way you could go in there and crush it at your day job or night job if you're a nighttime sock analyst right um, Shout out and thanks to today's stream sponsors barricade cyber solutions look I'm not gonna read it for myself. I was gonna tell you you know if you have questions you think you've been compromised, Give us a call. Literally go to BarricadeCyber.com. My calendar is right there. Even if you want to have a conversation say, hey, what do I do in this? There's been several people in the Simply Cyber community that has reached out and said, hey, what do you think about this? And, you know, I do my best to try to give you what's what's going on. You know, it's not always a you know, we don't always charge you to have a conversation. You know, we have people who are in the industry that will reach out and say, hey. You know, have you seen this type of threat? Have you seen this type of uh, information? So we're very open, right? So feel free to reach out. Uh, you can always, again, check us out at barricadecyber.com. dot also like to also thank the co-sponsor or the uh, co-sponsor of Recon InfoSec. If your organization, organization is large enough to have real cybersecurity concerns, but not maybe but sorry, I am not awake today. But maybe not quite large enough to build a full-fledged security operations capability from the ground out. Check out the managed detection and response, aka MDR, offering from Rico Info Recon Infosec. I swear tomorrow will be better. <laughs> Their offerings include the people, processes, and technology needed to deliver full-spectrum security operations to organizations of any size. So what that basically means, if you are concerned about your existing security, you don't know if your detections are good enough or up to snuff, definitely check out Recon InfoSec. That's the layman's term. So if you, God forbid, are running Reboot in your organization, please get rid of that. And call recon infosec and talk to them about their MDR platform because I'll tell you, there's a lot of platforms out there that just do not hold the muster, right? So, definitely give them a call, see if they are a good fit for your organization. Um, I want to remind you that if you hold professional certifications that require CPE, like this guy. Each episode of the daily cyber threat brief is worth half a CPE, so two point five every week, and roughly ten a month. Be sure to document. Be sure to document. Literally, the easiest. Yes, and I would agree. The most enjoyable way to earn CPEs, you know, most of the time I am here on Team Live, but here in the past month or so, I have had the be hashtag Team Replay, but um, still very worth the content. So um sorry i'm very very distracted this morning um but i do know i do know that i've taken a peek at today's um today's information and there is one that i'm going to get spicy on it's going to be interesting so it's going to be like oh cry me a river but anyway hope everybody is doing well um if we we don't have a timer, so we won't get right to that. But please do me a favor while you're here. You know, I don't have this pushed in mind, but you know, there are people who you know that are co-streaming this. We have uh, Jack Scott with Outpost Gray, I believe Jason Bacon is or Jason Macon, aka Bacon is streaming it to him. I think TartGen is also. So whatever platform that you are watching this on, please like. Please share this content right there's a lot of people that are out there that don't know where to get you know good adequate content and while i am a subpar person to dr Gerald Osher, um this is still very very good content that you should be able to push out because there's a lot of trash out there And carrie yes i am drinking coffee i am not one pot in like i normally am by now but i am drinking coffee trying to rapidly catch up it's been a, you know, I had some personal stuff going on with the family. I will not get into that because of, you know, the whole OSINT thing, but it's kind of kept me off my game a little bit over the past week. So it's been, it's been problematic, in, to say the least. Um, but enough of that. So I'm going to say hello to everybody in the chat, and we are going to get started uh, in about two minutes. I planned on actually having some music you know what let me let me fire up some some music that I like I know Jerry does some different music um, make sure we find something that's actually somewhat PG no that is definitely not a PG rated song Um I'm a huge fan of nerdcore, so see Not if I can. Geek with a Commodore 64 into yeah, I'll get it prepped up for tomorrow, but we'll we'll jam out to some some music. We'll jam out to some nerdcore. Um, I'll definitely find some Disney room appropriate, if you will, of you know things that are PG that are do not have a lot of cursing and stuff like that just so I don't offend people. Um but anyway, with that said, let me get everything fired up. Let me go um and get this thing. Oh yeah, one thing I didn't forget to mention. I today is International Day Wednesday. So let's see are we uh, is everybody representing internationally? Please drop in the comments what country or continent you are from. Let's see if we are able to you know, do that international Wednesday checkoff, you know, are we being checked in around the world? So, you know, we do have Texas, uh, Dr. Jared Osier in the house. What's going on, buddy? Worldwide Wednesday. That's right. That's right. I'm surprised. I almost forgot that. Um, got a note here to me here. I'll be working on my, on the Mimi today okay oh the uh the haircut fish just hit me up on discord Eric taylor i think it is whatever so um yeah just hit me up on that and we'll do the the meme of the day or the meme of the week if you will so we got the uk i see we got several people in the united states i think uh Dr. Derek said that we have UER, which is europe Caribbean in the house. We got Canada. Very nice. Very nice. All right. With that, please let everybody or everybody, if you are international, please drop in where you are. And that way we can knock out international worldwide Wednesday. Worldwide Wednesday is what we are doing today. So with that, let me get everything set up. And we will get the show started because we are 11 minutes into this. And for some reason, the layout did not work. Hold on one second, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. There we go. There we go. And of course, it's not pumping to my speaker for some goofy reason. It worked fine ten minutes ago. You know, it's not a <laughs> it's not a simply cyber podcast <laughs> without an audio issue here and there, right?
1: Wednesday, October 12, 2022, UK spy chief warns of Chinese global security threat. On Tuesday, Jeremy Fleming, the director of Britain's government communications headquarters, gave a rare speech in London stating that Beijing aims to use an array of existing and emerging technologies that could threaten global security and freedom. Fleming noted Chinese potential to use tech such as digital currency and satellites to control markets, and also to extend surveillance and censorship worldwide. Fleming said, quote, without the collective action of like-minded allies, the divergent values of the Chinese state will be exported through technology, End quote.
0: All right, we may get so spicy on a couple of episodes. All right. Look, how, how do I want to best put this without getting into a lot of trouble? there is different mindsets i would say globally not just in the united states but definitely globally where you have one mindset of people that want to have government oversight and reach and be able to control everything and oversee everything and you have other ones like no leave us the f alone we can handle some of our stuff and that's kind of where i think cryptocurrency really came in because it was a neat concept it was a way to you know exchange money pretty quickly if you will especially if you're doing international sales um you know you don't have to wait for your bank to do your next wire transfer that may be scheduled you know two or three times a day um some cryptocurrencies are faster to transact than others you know bitcoin definitely um Could take up to 10 cycles for it to be confirmed, which is up to an hour, depending on the blockchain updates, things of that nature. So it's not the most fastest thing in the world, but it could be definitely faster than a wire transfer, right? Um, So people trying to – the part that really, really strikes me is to control markets, people, and extend surveillance. That just You know, maybe my tinfoil hat is on a little too tight for this one, but this just seems to me like this is just way too far of an overreach, right? So, uh, I don't know. I'm of a mindset, you know, they're there, the federal government's there to serve a purpose and, you know, watching my every step that I take is definitely not one of them, so... I don't know. I'm a little torn on the the various topic of the day of, you know, should the government control this or that. Um, But anyway, I'm seeing that I'm buffering. Is that right? Are y'all seeing me as buffering? Let me know. Let me know. With that, I will head on to the next story. But, yeah, that one's – it is the UK. We do see a lot of this stuff that's happening – In the United States, where you know the Fed is trying to do more and more oversight of the cryptocurrency. Thanks everybody for saying no buffering. Appreciate a solid stream. Awesome, thank you. Um, so it's definitely something that you want to watch, right? What is our government or what is your government, since we are focused on Worldwide Wednesday? What is your government doing in this type of thing, right? Are they? extending them too far into your financial and your uh, surveillance that you may or may not feel comfortable with and how do you mitigate that it's going to be a good question you know every you know here in the united states every state is going to be a little bit different on what you can be able to do and what you can't do right um joshua papa yeah check out fed now exactly all right so it's it's definitely something you know i know that the show is not around but are the 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 series of what's on your radar, but this is definitely something you should keep on your radar. Definitely keep um, keep an eye on of what's going on. Right. So,
1: Toyota data leak impacts 300,000 customers. Toyota has warned that nearly 300,000 customers may have had their personal data exposed on GitHub for almost five years. <laughs> Toyota said that email addresses and customer control numbers were exposed for anyone who has used their T Connect vehicle network service since July 2017. The leak was caused by a website development contractor who mistakenly uploaded part of T Connect's source code to GitHub. Toyota indicated that they have found no evidence of the data being accessed by a third party and has also confirmed that names, telephone numbers, and credit cards were not exposed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I, I scratch what I said earlier. It's going to be a spicy day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, so literally, this is really goes back to why are people not setting up certain controls? I see the I've seen a comment in there. I forget who said it. You know, they wish they, you know, GDPR would be a global thing. You know, I don't know if I haven't followed the GDPR very closely, but that is definitely, you know, I coined that to what the US does with hipaa you know it's a federal program with zero effing teeth you know we i've been through cases as dfir where you've investigated you have found a breach you have seen data, data being exfiltrated and the clinic will put in an amendum or put in a um a continuance against uh the federal regulation and extend it so long or at least over a year that they just drop it and they forget and they never pay a freaking fine and they just continue doing what they want to do you know some of the simplest things right if you're in a hot tub we'll get back to this in a pro- moment i told you i'm riddled with adhd today i can't focus um you know the simple things that you will see and i've gone on magic t- ma- massive tangents on this your nurse or whatever leaves your room. If you're in the ICU or you're in a medical room or whatever, that nurse leaves that workstation. Most of them don't auto lock. Most of them, you know, just walk away for 10 or 20 minutes and you're in a room. You can easily be like, Oh, what's John Smith doing in the hospital today? Or what's John Smith's complete records. I will say that, you know, Somebody I may know has seen if I could copy data to a a USB drive to you know? Um, um, Eric, could you please suggest some simple shit we could fix? Curious. Wayne? That's – I don't know what simple shit you're asking about, but, you know, you know – one thing, wait, you know, we're going to get really off topic. I'm sorry, BJ. BJSec, this may go over 45 minutes, but um, but, asset management is the first thing you should do. I can't tell you how many DFIR cases I come into, and they don't have a si- single thing un- understood. They have assets all over their in- uh, infrastructure they had no idea about. I literally worked one last week, said that they only had 100 devices. They had 372, and that was coming from the CTO. He was flabbergasted. He's like, I didn't realize we had that much. I'm like, you're the CTO for three years and you don't know how many assets you have. And this is, I'm not talking about IoT and I'm not talking about OT. I'm talking about IT. You know, your your accounting, your um, HR, your you know, your IT guys, all the people that are in the plant. You know, know your assets. I can't tell you how many times, right? So now back to the topic of the of the hand here. So. You know, literally five years that you are leaking your data out on GitHub is not a good thing at all, right? I mean, you've got to start, you know, this kind of goes into your assets, knowing what your assets are. Um, you know, if you have developers working on GitHub, you should know it. Here's one thing you should do. Look at your web traffic in your firewall or your DNS server. You know, what external Queries are being run, do a search. A lot of these things you could be able to dump and put into a CV, uh, CSV or a text file and grep it. Say, hey, does anybody has in the past 30, 60, 90 days, 180 days, whatever your buffer is, has anybody gone to GitHub? Has anybody gone to Dropbox? You know, If that's not allowed, has any uh, gone to anydesk.com, which is known by threat actors to be very open and very free for them to use for eternity right you know there's some other stuff that you can easily start looking at um but know your assets right um you know when i do my pen testing you know one of the first things i'm always looking at is github does you know when i put scrub their linkedin stuff i look at you know all their people and i try to see do they have a github repo somewhere you know A lot of times when you go through the chronological order of their commits in GitHub, you can find SSH keys hard-coded in things that they think that goes away just because you submitted a new commit. Oh, that's five commits ago. No, it's actually pretty easy to pull down all of them, right? Um, Yeah, Dr. J. I'm sorry. It's going to go (sighs) beyond. I need more meds. Joseph is normally in a chat, deals with this a lot. <laughs> anyway, we'll carry on. CISO's at risk of being overworked. Oh, a spicy time.
1: New research from Tessian reveals that 18% of UK and US security leaders work over 25 hours extra per week. On average, security leaders are working 16.5 extra hours each week, up from 11 hours in 2021. Additionally, three-quarters of security leaders say they aren't able to always switch off from work, while 16% say they can rarely or never switch off. Size of the organization is a key factor, as leaders in orgs with 1,000-plus employees are working an average of seven hours more per week than those working at companies with fewer than 100 employees.
0: Oh, cry me a river. Seriously. You know, that. Don't get me wrong. I love CISOs. They're awesome. What they do is, you know, they are the project manager. They are the advocator for the organization to get things done that we want to get done. You know, so I love their role. I love the people who step up to the plate, go to the, you know, go to school and get that CISO, CISSP title. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Right. But now CISOs, are dealing with what SOC analysts, knock people, not your knock engineers, DFI are people, reverse threat hunters who are on call all the time. I can't tell you, well, I mean, except for the last week or so with personal issues, the last time I've worked under 80 hours a week. You know, we do this because we love it. That's why we're in this field. You know, we don't reverse you know i don't do dfir you know for any other reason because i love doing it granted you know we're here to make a paycheck too but still come on the are now starting to get a taste of what some of their folks that they are controlling have to deal with and they're complaining Crimea a river sorry not sorry type thing but whatever That was the one that I planned on getting really spicy on, but we've gone many, many so far.
1: Android leaks
0: traffic even when
1: always on VPN is enabled. Awesome. Molven VPN has discovered that Android leaks some traffic every time the device connects to a Wi-Fi network, even with always on VPN features enabled. Data being leaked outside VPN tunnels includes source IP addresses, DNS lookups, HTTPS traffic, and also likely NTP traffic. The issue stems from a design choice in Android operating system to allow special use cases, such as identifying captive portals that must be checked before a user can log in or use split tunnel features. Android users are likely unaware of the issue due to Android's inaccurate documentation related to VPN lockdown features. Malved has contacted Google requesting them to add an option to disable connectivity checks.
0: You know, what the F? all right this this is going to be a spicy day i'll I'll make sure i do my best not to say an actual curse word um anytime you bro anybody who works in network engineering or works in these things you know when your device connects to a new network it's got to establish certain protocols you know it's got to say okay what's my ip address what's my dns servers I got a broker connection to my outside um, my outside world. Yeah, there's going to be some traffic, at least the first 10, 20, 30 packets that are not encrypted by your VPN because it's brokering those freaking connections. It's doing the handshakes. Come the F on. Uh, I don't know. You can't go and be 100% secure and VPN all the time, ladies and gentlemen. You just can't. Right? Even if you're, okay, let's just say you're just doing, you're staying on your cellular tower, right? And you're traveling between tower and tower. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's going to do the same thing. You know, as your cell phone tra- uh, leaves one tower and is brokering connection with your second tower, ta- your new tower um it's going to there's going to be some traffic that's unencrypted it doesn't matter whether it's your laptop if it's your phone if it's your tablet or whatever the case is there's going to be things in there that's going to be unencrypted you got to know these things and thinking a piece of technology is going to fix that is there's no magic pill ladies and gentlemen there's no magic pill And now, we'd like to thank this week's episode sponsor, No Name Security. Stop API vulnerabilities
1: before production with No Name Security. Automatically run over 100 dynamic tests that simulate malicious traffic, including the OWASP API Top 10. Integrate with your existing CI-CD pipelines and tools, such as Jenkins and Postman, as well as your ticketing and workflow tools, such as Surface now, Slack, and Jira. Learn more at nonamesecurity.com testing. All Windows versions can now block admin brute force attacks. Microsoft announced Tuesday that IT admins can now configure any Windows system still receiving security updates to automatically block brute force attacks targeting local administrator accounts. David Weston, Microsoft's VP for Enterprise and OS security, says that the control will help protect systems from RDP and other brute force password vectors, which are commonly leveraged in ransomware attacks, among others. Edmonds can enable this additional defense via the Allow Administrator Account Lockout Policy. This policy will be enabled by default on all new machines running Windows 11, 22, H2.
0: Critical in- okay. All right. You know, great for Microsoft for putting this together. If you are. hmm, This just goes back to where people are not reviewing their logs again to me. But this does help eliminate some potential logs. One thing that I definitely got to we will have to dig into, and this will be on my radar um, as well, is. You know standing up um a mock domain um okay so it does say it here i i didn't hear it um including administrator accounts for 10 minutes you know this this is actually in domains already because we have this set up i mean you have to enable it it's not on by default for group policy objects inside of yours um, um inside of your organization, so you definitely have to enable that feature set but it is there, right? So I do wonder, with Windows 11, with the, a lot of the security features that they are putting in, you do have to do a fresh system installation of that. Give me a second, I need to close my door. Um, so to get the security features, you can't do an in-place Windows 10 to Windows 11 upgrade. You've got to wipe your complete OS, delete all of your partitions, and put a fresh OS of Windows 11 on there, which is something I plan on doing in the next couple of weeks, just because I really want to play with some of the new security features that are only allowed in Windows 11 because you did that. Um, so definitely know your stuff when you're trying to go to Windows 11. You, if you want to have again have all the security features, it requires a fresh OS installation. Um, so yeah, I mean, cool that we you know they're doing that. 10 failed logins. Yeah. I personally would like to see if I can switch that over to five. That'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, at least they're doing something. Cool. They do have it. We're after 10 minutes here. Cool. Um, and account log. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So yeah, this is like, again, you know, GPO group policy editor or, um, and the domain gpo group policy object and it's been there forever it's just now that they're actually making it on by default yeah you know with the world of ransomware and uh ransomware deployment protocols um rdp why this isn't you know put out there more proactively is completely beyond me but whatever
1: info sent through Microsoft Teams. New research from Hornet Security reveals that nearly half of users send confidential and critical information via Microsoft Teams. 51% of respondents say they often send business critical documents and data, while 48% admitted to sending messages on Teams they should not have. The research highlights the often overlooked need for backup and security controls on the messaging platform. Hornet Security CEO Daniel Hoffman said, quote, Microsoft does not provide robust protection of data shared via Teams. So beyond cybersecurity vulnerabilities, organizations must ensure information and files shared across the platform are backed up in a secure, responsible way, end quote.
0: That's interesting. So, this is jesus i'm gonna have something else i gotta dig into so we have in especially in our organization a thing called dlp data loss prevention so you know it's really hard to get to copy and paste items out of teams into your other platforms so like even on a mobile device you know i can't copy something out of an email and you know, try to post it into Teams, even though it's the same ecosystem. It'll literally tell you your organization doesn't allow the copy and pasting of this information. Um, like even I've got it locked down so much. Like if I take a um, an image or a, an image, I sound like a freaking boomer. I'm not going to live that one down now. If I take a picture off of my camera, um, you know, and I try to upload it into Teams, it doesn't allow it, right? So... Yeah, we've got Teams locked down pretty good. You know, we do have backup solutions that backup Teams and our OneDrive infra, uh, infrastructure pretty, um, pretty regularly. So it's definitely interesting to see what exactly they're saying is not as secure as they'd like it. I mean, granted, you don't want to send to another Teams account. You know, that's outside of your organization sensitive documents, right? I mean, and that's where I think a lot of DLP data loss prevention would actually go into help protecting a lot of that information, making sure documents that have social security numbers, routing numbers, things of that nature are not allowed to leave your organization, right? So, um, and Brandon, I actually hate Teams. Yeah, I kind of do too, but, you know, it does have some really good DLP features in it. Um, So, at least i'm able to control what is going in and out of teams a lot more than i could in a slack or discord server no offense to discord i know everybody here on simply cyber uses the discord stuff but you know from an organizational standpoint i can't control you know dlp and things like that um so so yeah definitely keep a you know check out the hornet security link there and see what's uh what he's going on about or there those folks are going on about. Maybe it's just the fact that they don't have DLP and they're just able to send and receive, you know, any sort of files all willy nilly. It's what I suspect it may be because it's not something on by default. So
1: And now it's time for you should probably patch that, patch Tuesday edition. Yesterday was Microsoft's October 2022 Patch Tuesday, which featured fixes for an actively exploited Windows zero-day vuln and a total of 84 flaws. 13 of the 84 vulnerabilities are classified as critical as they allow privilege escalation, spoofing, or remote code execution. The actively exploited zero-day bug allows for privilege elevation as a result of flaws in the Microsoft Com Plus event system service. Unfortunately, Microsoft has not yet released security updates for two actively exploited exchange vulnerabilities dubbed Proxy Shell, which were spotted in late September by the Vietnamese security firm,
0: GTSC. All right. So y'all remember just a little bit ago this story. This is why what we just heard is why security analysts, malware analysts, your DFIR teams, your MSSP they work about 80 hours a week. It's because they got to go through and patch these things. They got to make sure this stuff is done. And let me um, let me educate you a little bit that you know cats like Joseph in chat who works for me uh, can t- attest to you. Just because there's a patch that's been released, there are so many times that that requires prerequisites to make sure that there's other patches showing up just for that patch to show in that one we're going through and dealing with a couple of them right now where you know some security rollups require other patches to be installed you know the prerequisites but those prerequisites are not even showing up right so like one pat one kb article needs i think it was like four or five different prerequisites so we're trying to figure out you know so we're actually having to build out a powershell script for these clients to say okay is KB blah 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 installed? No, in, install. Next, is KBB blah blah installed? No, install it. And then hopefully, once we make go through and make sure that those prerequisite KBs are installed, that should have already been by now, that they are going in. And you know, now that hopefully that new patch that we're trying to get pushed out will show up as an available patch to come in. A lot of IT folks. You know and i'm not trying to slam my internal it by any means but they will go in and they'll say or they'll look just check up uh bring up Windows windows update oh there's nothing here all is patched all as well having something to you know we use you know crowdstrike internally and for all of our clients so we get those cve reports so we get that heuristic so if you don't use You know, a CrowdStrike, you got to use something that actually goes in and dives in to see what CVEs are actually applicable to your organization's devices. Right. So um, I know a lot of folks are using uh, SMMC, I believe it is, or SCCM. um, Since Control System Manager, SCCM. um, To help do their patching. And I think a lot of that could do it. I'm not sure of a whole lot of other, excuse me, platforms that will do it to the level that we use some of the software we do. That's kind of why we picked it. But um, ooh, we may actually finish up close on time, so BSEC won't be mad at me. Phones are pocket dialing 911 from roller coasters.
1: Apple's iPhone 14, as well as newer Apple Watches include a feature that detects the signs and vibrations of a serious car accident and automatically dial 911 if the owner does not respond to a prompt to cancel. The new devices are mistaking the bumps and jerks of roller coaster rides as car wrecks. Since the new Model went on sale in September, the Warren County 911 Center in Ohio has received at least six calls from people on rides at Kings Island Amusement Park, which features a 91-mile-per-hour thrill ride called Orion. Other alerts were triggered by the 12 story Joker roller coaster at Six Flags Great America near Chicago, Illinois.
0: Hey. 91 miles an hour? I need to make a trip. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> that is crazy. Wow, 91 miles an hour. Ooh, could you imagine that? Mm. I'm not sure if I really want to do the you know, the 300 foot plunge, if you will, maybe, but that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, these are things that, um, technology is being brought in to help make our lives more safe and secure. Right. And, you know, when I seen a lot of these, um, these new features being released by Apple and Android has some of those new features as well. They're pushing out, you know, um, that it's very, very cool. Right. So you don't have to rely on, you know, on star to help you or any of those other competitor services to on star to notify police and stuff like that in the event of a crash. Um, you know, now T-Mobile is partnering up with, um, Elon Musk's, um, Starlink, so that way it can piggyback off of the Starlink networks if it's in that area. So if you're in a remote area without cell service, you can at least get 911. So a lot of cool things are being introduced. That's you know trying to help keep us safe. Um, so you know, hats off to them for at least making that effort, right? So it's this may be where technology has to get a little bit more invasive yet again. You know, when you go back here to, um, you know, the government's trying to look into more of your information and things of that nature. You know, this may be one of those kind of issues where Apple and Android, Google, will have to, you know, constantly do a GPS ping of where you are. If you are in a known high density area that is known for having amusement parks or your state parks or whatever um you know that there may be a longer delay so it's kind of more invasive right where you know they're constantly tracking your where your location is so granted apple's doing that to a fair amount but you know more algorithm is being done on the device right um so um uh, yeah uh, to comment hey how can we connect with you Most of my stuff is ransomware on LinkedIn and um, YouTube and Twitter, I believe. So either look for Barricade or look for ransomware. Be- best way on the social medias or just go to our website, barricadecyber.com. is the best way to commu- uh, get in touch with us. Um, yep, so there's a link right there. Um, and with that, I believe that is the last of stories. And that does it for today's cybersecurity headlines. But if you missed last week's live stream. hey there we go there we go ladies and gentlemen and it is 43 minutes after we got it and i don't have to get yelled at b second i went on complete tyrants and complete adhd moments how about that ladies and gentlemen but with that i want to thank you everybody for being here thank you so much did we complete worldwide wednesday did we complete it let me know. Let me know. I am very, very curious. While we're doing that, I will play some nerdcore real quick. Let's see. Of Super Cyber Friday. Oh, be quiet. Wrong thing. My apologies. You can still get Be quiet. my disaster recovery even food, thanks everybody for letting me be here hopefully I was able to with uh stand up to somewhat of Jerry's um, normal streams that's right that's right so I looking through the chat I don't think did what con- continent are we missing for worldwide Wednesday? Maybe somebody needs to change their VPN location real quick. Ooh, I can help the thing. All right, all right. So, enough goofing around. I do want to be respectful. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for everybody for the warm welcome, and thanks for being here. I will be here again for the next two days um, I will be here on Thursday and Friday all of them will be at 8 a.m. so please mark update your calendars if you try to watch this thing as team live and with that I will take y'all, y'all folks take care go out there crush your world stop those threat actors from coming into your network and if you have any questions check out our So's sponsors you know, not to toot our own horn, but we're pretty good. I know um, the owner of Recon InfoSec, Eric, over there, uh, Sans, you know, everybody who watches me knows I'm very heavily into Sands. So, you know, there's going to be some great folks over there as well. So find those people that you can be able to help protect your business and crush it and sleep better at night. Let us worry about the eight hours a week, right? Take care, everybody.